0: What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future passion. Explore paths to careers that will excite and motivate you. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu to find out how to connect to your future. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The city of St. Joseph is going to need about $69 million in infrastructure work in the next six years. At a study session last night, city commissioners heard from John Kazor of Municipal Analytics, who went over the city's asset management plan and how it will affect residents. He said the city will need about $14 million in water treatment plant work, $7 $7 million in lead water service line replacements and a $21 million combined sewer overflow tank replacement, among other things. Kesor said it's not unusual for a city to find itself with several needs all coming up at once. Chug, 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 and then all of a sudden, out about 10, 20 years from now, there's this massive spike of 20-plus years of massive investment. And that has to do with when the, the city was initially built. City Manager John Hodgson said given the underground infrastructure in the city, it takes constant work to meet the needs. We've got about 43 miles of streets. More than that in utilities, but 43 miles of streets. So if we just kind of broadly thought of, of those utilities as having a, a 40-year lifespan, that means we need to be doing a mile a year to hold our own, to tread water. All this work will mean rate increases. KZOR said the plan could be for water rates to go up 6.5% next year, followed by a 5% increase per year for the next five years. Sewer rates would rise 15% per year for the next five years. The water rate increase could amount to about $0.24 a day for the average residential customer. Although that's not final, KZOR said many cities are realizing their water and sewer rates simply are not high enough to maintain their systems. A resolution of support for the Berrien County Trails Master Plan has been approved by the St. Joseph City Commission. Commissioners heard last night from uh, friends of Berrien County Trails who said they're traveling around the county seeking reaffirmation of their work from local governments. The St. Joe Commission was the first in the county to back the master plan in 2021. City Manager John Hodson told us the project will help the county catch up to other areas. This is a, a great opportunity to try to use cohesive planning of this larger group to let individual communities tie things together and come up with a system that will really be something pretty special for everyone. The Trails Master Plan was finished in 2022 and is now available online. Mike Gary with the Friends of the Berrien County Trails told Commissioners Monday the group is now seeking support from local governments for the documents so it can improve its chances of getting grants. Commissioners voted unanimously to express their support. The new session in Congress has started out the way that Congressman Bill Heisinger predicted. He said over the weekend he expected the U.S. House to vote to repeal funding for new IRS agents, and then the House did just that on Monday. Both Heisinger and Congressman Tim Wahlberg voted in favor of the Family and Small Business Taxpayer Protection Act. It would eliminate $72 billion in spending approved by the previous Congress to expand the IRS with more than 85,000 new employees. Heisinger said the, quote, answer to ending Washington's addiction to spending is not more government, adding that non-wealthy Americans will be targeted for audits with all those new agents. Wahlberg said the vote, quote, represents a new House majority willing to stand up for freedom and the American taxpayer. Heisinger represents the 4th district, which covers northern Berrien County and Van Buren County. Wahlberg represents the 5th district, which covers the southern part of Berrien County and eastward. Monday's bill will likely die in the Senate. The Michigan Maritime Museum in South Haven will kick off its 2023 lecture series next Wednesday with a presentation by Chuck Jaeger of the Morton House Museum in Benton Harbor. The Maritime Museum's Claire Herhold tells us, He'll present an illustrated history of the Graham and Morton Transportation Company, which ran freighters in the Great Lakes starting in the 1880s. This is history that happened right in our backyard, right here on our Lake Michigan shores and on our rivers in both South Haven and St. Joe and Benton Harbor. The ships of the Graham and Morton line would have been a very, very common sight. I think most people living in this area certainly would have seen them. Herhold says the Graham and Morton Transportation Company mostly moved people, but it also hauled cargo like fruit. Next Wednesday's presentation will be at the Maritime Museum starting at 6.30 with doors opening at 6. Herhold recommends getting there early to see some of the artifacts that will be on display. Tickets for non-members of the museum will be $10. Lake Michigan College Mendel Center Director and Economic Club of Southwestern Michigan Speaker Series Director Mike Nadolski will retire effective February 3rd. Nadolski started at the Mendel Center in October of 2012 and says he was planning to stay three years. He and his team oversaw more than 400 academic, professional, and community performances and events at the main stage and more than 2,000 events at the Grand Upton Hall. Four of the five highest-grossing shows in the Mendel Center's 31-year history were under Nadolski. They included Mannheim Steamroller in 2013, the Piano Guys in 2016, Jersey Boys in 2019, and Weird Al Yankovic in 2022. From being intimidated by Rocky villain Brigitte Nielsen to saving Johnny Carson from an autograph hound, St. Joseph resident Julie Laurent had a slew of celebrity encounters while she worked at Wolfgang Puck's famous Spago restaurant in Los Angeles. Now, decades later, Laurent has compiled her most memorable stories into a new book, A Seat with the A-List, stories from working at the original Spago, we sat down to talk with Julie Moore about the book. I had been telling a friend of mine a story about how I thought Bridget Nielsen was going to kick my butt one night. I really thought she was going to beat me up for giving her a bad table. And then I started to remember all the stories from the book, and so I started to write them all down. And it was like, you know, all the little things that swirl around just working in this restaurant was one of the reasons I wanted to write this, just to kind of encapsulate just what it was all about. There will be a release party for the book Friday, January 27th at Waterfront House of Framing and Fashion in downtown St. Joseph. Hard copies will be available. For more details, you can check out our story at WSJM.com. And the Michigan Supreme Court justice has apologized to a fellow justice for criticizing her hiring of an ex-convict to serve as a law clerk. Justice Richard Bernstein issued a statement Monday saying he apologized to Justice Kyra Harris Bolden in person at the Hall of Justice and that she's accepted his apology. Bolden had hired Pete Martell, who served 14 years in prison after robbing a Flint area store and shooting at police, according to the Detroit News. Martell was released in 2008, changed his life and got a law degree from Wayne State University's law school. Bernstein told Michigan News Network he only believes that Martell should not be on the court. This is not about redemption. This is not about second chances, because I totally support that and believe in that wholeheartedly. But what it's really about is the fact that when you come to the Supreme Court, it has to be fair. Bolden said last week she accepted Martell's resignation after Bernstein's criticism. It's not known if he'll be hired back. Bernstein says he wants to continue working with Justice Borden. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwozhak, where furniture shopping is fun. President Biden is in Mexico City today meeting with leaders of Mexico and Canada. Some key issues expected to come up include immigration national security and economic trade. More maybe sees Karen Travers. On the issue of migration, it's just so large and so sweeping, and to try and get a handle on that right now, it's going to take a lot of resources. And the president, at every turn, when he talks about the U.S. southern border, says it's going to take funding. And that wasn't the goal for the president coming down here. They would like to come away from this summit to say that they were able to strengthen economic cooperation. I really think the supply chain issue, it's, it's a bit dry, it's a little wonky, uh, but for the White House, it it's It's very important. The latest in a relentless string of California storms is swamping roads, battering coastlines with high surf, turning rivers into gushing flood zones, and forcing the evacuations of thousands in towns with histories of deadly mudslides. The storms are even prompting tornado warnings. At least 14 people have died since the storm started last week, including two killed by falling trees. Forecasters expect the rain to continue through the rest of today after dumping up to 14 inches at higher elevations in central and southern California. The storm on Monday prompted evacuation orders for 10,000 people along the central California coast, including the entire town of Montecito, home to Prince Harry and other celebrities. It saw 23 people killed in the mudslide five years ago. The Justice Department is launching an investigation after some classified documents were found at offices for a think tank that President Biden used in Washington. ABC News says that the documents were found right after the midterm elections this year. The president used that office from 2017 up until the start of the 2020 election. The White House says they're cooperating with the investigation and turned over the documents to the DOJ immediately when they were found. Republicans have been quick to draw parallels between this investigation and the one involving boxes of classified documents that were found at former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, ABC's. Catherine Falder says the Trump case is a bit different. There was a search warrant. There was a search of the former president's home. This was after a back and forth between Trump and investigators trying to get these documents back. They knew that they were in his possession. They worked for months to try and get these documents back. Now, Trump's lawyers and Trump turned over some documents to DOJ and, and investigators realized they didn't have them all. That was after Trump's lawyers certified in a statement to DOJ that they had handed over all documents with classified information they had to go back. This is ongoing in the courts. Meanwhile, the top Republican on the House Intelligence Committee has requested U.S. intelligence conduct a damage assessment of potentially classified documents found at that Washington office. Congressman Mike Turner sent the request today to Director of National Intelligence Avril Haines, saying that Biden's retention of the documents puts him in, quote, potential violation of laws protecting national security, including the Espionage Act and Presidential Records Act. It comes a day after the White House confirmed the Department of Justice was reviewing a, quote, small number of documents with classified markings that were discovered as Biden's personal attorneys were clearing out the offices of the Penn-Biden Center. A Republican congressman has filed to impeach the director of Homeland Security just a week after the new majority took control of the House of Representatives. More maybe ABC's Andy Field. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy made it clear last fall that he wanted Homeland Security Director Mayorkas off the job. I am calling. On the secretary to resign. But Alejandro Mayorkas said he's staying put. So Texas Republican Pat Fallon has now asked Congress to impeach him. It's not clear if he'll get enough votes to do that or even if Republicans will take a vote. The new GOP leadership saying the Homeland Security Secretary has failed to secure the southern border. Andy Field, ABC News Washington. Ukrainian officials say Russian forces are escalating their onslaught against Ukrainian positions around the wrecked eastern city of Bakhmut. The officials say the intense attack is bringing new levels of death and devastation in the grinding, months-long battle for control of eastern Ukraine that's part of Moscow's wider war. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said there's, quote, almost no life left around Bakhmut in the nearby Donetsk province city of Solidar. He added that, quote, this is what madness looks like. A deputy Ukrainian defense minister says Russian forces are advancing, quote, literally on the bodies of their own soldiers. The Kremlin is hungry for any kind of victory after its invasion of Ukraine suffered numerous reversals. Beijing appears to be retaliating after some countries announced they would require Chinese travelers to show proof of a negative COVID test. More from ABC's Ines de la Quatera. After saying it would retaliate against countries requiring negative COVID tests from Chinese travelers, China announcing it will no longer be issuing visas in South Korea and Japan. China is lifting travel restrictions as it rolls back its zero COVID policy, even as it grapples with a new COVID wave. And a number of countries, including the U.S., are worried travelers could spread the virus and possibly bring in new Variants in as Quaterra, ABC News at the Foreign Desk. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.